2022. Hi guys, it's me, Julia Ladkowitz, and I'm here with my co-host and my husband, my lover, my everything, Mott O'Brien. Hello everyone, welcome to the future. It is 2022 and I live in a cube. We are cube people and we're fed cube meals and we have uh, cube sex and cube (laughs) children. Cube dog, cube job i work in a cube guys this is is this what you want with matt and julia julia it's our podcast yes mart and juliet listen i should have said i should have said sphere or something because actually technically we already live in cubes and work in cubes everything's cube already right now i suppose or rectangular i mean our our bodies aren't cubes though our bodies are less angular, I'd say. They're more Quite supple. shapely, depending on the time of the year. Yeah. In winter, we're yeah. a rhombus, and in summer, we're a... I am a rhombus. I have quite... I'm quite parabolic. Para, parabolic? Like no, a parabola. You're not. you're not a parabola. Yeah, I'm smooth. I'm rounded. I... When we got... When we were on holidays, we were, we were up in Canada, <laughs> I was looking at a myself in the mirror. parabola is not rounded. Parabola goes... Oh. That's a parabola. Well, well that's, not a, that's not whatever I said it was. Didn't yeah. I say rhombus? You did. What's a rhombus, though? A, rom- that- a rhombus is like hard edges. A parabola is a wee-wee. Yeah, that's what I am. Yeah. I'm a wee-wee. you're not a rhombus. Like, if I went to the doctor and he uh, was to look at my body after the holidays, he'd be like, your body's a little shaped like a wee-wee. That would be the noise. But if he said you're shaped like a rhombus, he'd be like, and you have to go to the hospital. Would you go to a doctor that only diagnosed in noises? Yes. He's like, I checked your blood work and it looks like you're a little wrongle. Ging, 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 ging. Hanga, hanga. And when it's good stuff and he's like, and then your penile function is ding, 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 ding. And I go, thank you, doctor. Can I get that in a recording? Yeah, but your blood pressure is Um, I'm almost approaching the age where blood pressure should be a thing, but... Um, I'm pretty sure like I, I got uh, blood work done right before the holidays cause I've had this cool rash. I don't know if I've, cool I, rash, I've man. definitely talked about the rash on the podcast. So this is a new segment called rash files with Julia Latkowitz. <laughs> um, the rash has been here since before we got the dog since yep. August on and off. So they did a bunch of blood work to make sure it's not like autoimmune, which still jury's out. Um, but some of my and I do have a doctor's a uh, uh, phone doctor's appointment tomorrow. But like I think my cholesterol's high. Huh. I feel like I got that too when I went for a physical down here in the old United States. Yeah. I think there's different uh, 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 numbers that they go by because I I remember they were like your cholesterol's getting there and then also your vitamin D deficient. And that's I exactly I had like, me too. Yeah. I remember I had like a solid tan and I'm like. I don't think I am. And then even the doctor was like, I don't think you are either. Just these damn numbers. I'm like, who's get? What vampire made these numbers? Well, the thing with the cholesterol, because apparently 200 milligrams or whatever it is, is 200 something and under is low. And then two to whatever is medium to blah, 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 to whatever is high. Yeah. And I'm, I was at like 205, but it was still registering as high. Interesting. Either way, it's one of those things where I'm like, we don't, it's not like we eat only cheese and red meat all day every day I but like, we do frequently especially like leading up to when i was just in new york and i was like oh my god like we're we're not i keep thinking i'm 22 i know i'm feeling 22 taylor swift i don't um, know about you but i'm feeling were people singing that song big time for new year's eve because it was 20 oh for sure i've seen so many i don't know about you but i'm feeling 2022 everyone's know. got the same joke we're we're living in a society of people that hear one joke that's good and they go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm gonna use that too and then they and use they, it, the use cdc it, it, it. says shut up this, the day of the cdc jokes was the darkest time in in human history i think the um, day it went on four weeks I, I, it was, but it was, I remember seeing it for one solid day where it was everyone, even people I respect with CDC jokes. But then there was the, it, it goes, it goes regular jokes about the CDC and then it goes the anti CDC jokes mm-hmm. where people are like, I'm going to do this because it's annoying. And then like, 
it's ironic and then it just gets drilled into the fucking core of the earth and explodes um that's it's too much that's the kind of joke environment we're living in right now. Regardless, we are back, baby, from we're holidays. Back. My little baby chunguses. And uh, we are excited to be back. We we're are so tired. excited to be back. Wait we're, a minute. Real quick. What? what do we call our listeners? Is this what you wanters? What uh, do we call them wanters? Wanters. Is do we call this... them chapos? No, chapos sounds too drug lordy. I mean, chappies. Are like. Um, is cool. But that sounds like English. Chappers. Chappers. Our uh, want Warner Chappers is is this is this Warner uh, Bonners is this what you Warner Chappers want Warneroos I don't know chap, listeners chappers. if you think of a good name for you as a fan <laughs> let us know because uh, we the professional writing and comedians that we are cannot think of a good one. Wanneroos are pretty good. Wanneroos? Wanneroos. Yeah, because that's what you want. Like, and they're Wanneroos. Yeah, they're Wanneroos. Um, listen, wa- listen up, Wanneroos. Um, scratch that. Don't tell us what you want to be called because it sounds <laughs> like you're Wanneroos. You. We're telling you what you want. Um, it's good to be back. It's good to be... We're back in Los Angeles. We were back in Canada from December 17th uh, to January, January 3rd. 3rd. Bit of a bit of a bit of a trip. We had Oh, we will definitely be getting into that trip in a second. Everyone had a bit of a trip. I mean, I'm sure it's been talked about a million times already in private with you and your loved ones, but we just went through the I think it was this is hands down the craziest weirdest holiday season I've ever experienced in my entire life. I can't think of another one that was so weird. I yeah, because last year 2020 it's like that we, was pretty weird. It was weird, but we were already like, okay, this pandemic has been going on. We know that it's going to be weird. We know that we can't really travel to see our loved ones. We were already in Canada and we're like, this already sucks. But yeah. this was different because it's like, everything seems to be going a little better. But and it was also like all of a sudden. Yeah. Omicron, 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 Omicron. It was, it was, was it Omicron or Omicron. I say Omi. I've been saying Omicron, but then people said Omicron. So then I say Omicron and people going back to Omicron. I don't know. I've just been saying Omi for shorts, though. Be like, I hope I don't have the Omi. Omi. And then I go, Omicron, it's back again. Has that been done before? I don't know, but mm. I do it all the time. Sometimes, yeah, if I think about that, I'd, I'd have to Google it viciously and, and try to see if anyone else did it first. Either way, um, this was the holiday season where... Uh, a lot of people went home and they, they put their guards down and then everyone got sick. <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally I'm I, like the days leading up to us leaving for Canada, December 17th was like, we found a, a party full of people that we knew got COVID. Yeah. And we were like, Oh my God, I can't believe. And it was like, I'm so sorry. And then the next day it was like 10 more people we know got COVID and it just kept going. And it got to the point where I never thought I'd be at the point where I felt FOMO for not getting COVID. Yeah. It like, I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have COVID. Like everyone I know has COVID. But it was also, I'm so glad because I'm like, yeah, we're visiting our families right now. Yeah. Hence. And, and we did, we did a small recap right before the new year. If, we did. if anybody listened, if you listen, we didn't um, promote it, I guess. No, we didn't. Cause it was again, a weird time and we didn't have much to say. It was just like, ah, thanks for listening. New year. I feel fucked. But yeah, but wait, before we get further on into this bullshit, it is the first chappy hour of the new year. Chappy. Happy chappy hour, everybody. Happy chappy hour, everyone. The happy hour dedicated to the worst robot movie of all time. Chappy, Chappy, we're keeping Chappy alive in 2022, the future. Yeah, I, imagine they come out with a sequel to Chappy, and they're like, you know what, we weren't going to do it, but uh, two stupid podcasters kept talking about our dumb movie. I would we're, love to be in Chappy the sequel. Oh, we're literally giving them free promo. That's the thing. We're giving them tiny bits of free promo. I would love to see the stats on how many people have watched Chappy because of our podcast. I'm saying it's maybe four at most. But still. That's four more than it should be. <laughs> Absolutely. But I guarantee somebody listening, please confirm this. Tweet it at us. Have you watched Chappie since listening to this podcast? Yeah. If I were listening to this podcast, I'd be very curious. I'd be like, why does he call it the worst robot movie of all time? And the only reason I'm not watching it is because that's my thing, that I will never that's watch your it. Thing. I'm not allowed to. Yeah. And uh, I almost I have the desire to watch it again to confirm that it's bad. 
I but, and again, I keep saying this, and it, it makes me think of it because every time we're on a plane together, you're always watching your little stories, and I'm yeah. always looking over to see what is Matt watching. And I just remember looking over and thinking, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen. What is this?" And you went, yeah. "Chuppy, Chuppy." <laughs> it's it's interesting the because on planes, it's like, yeah, that's my private movie time. I watch my movies that you would never want to watch. Yeah, you know, they're too like high sci-fi heavy or like weird or horror movies. Sometimes I watch on planes. A horror movies fine, but you're always like Julia doesn't like sci-fi. Guess what? Every time I watch a sci-fi movie, I don't like it. Yeah, we watched The Matrix, the new one. I mean, it was bad, but you you watched it. I watched. First of all, it was two and a half hours. It's too fucking long. Yeah. But Keanu's a nice man and I enjoyed it. The best thing about the Matrix movies is the anticipation of watching a Matrix movie, I find. Because my wanting, I've been wanting to watch that movie for a few weeks and I've been excited to watch it for a few weeks. And then when I finally, when we were sitting there watching it, within like, within 20 minutes, I was like, I do not like this. See, like, it's funny because I was like, I, you kept being like, can we watch it? I'm like, no, I don't want to watch it. And finally, I was like, I surrendered to watching it. And I was like, no, I like this. I mean, <laughs> because it's I didn't fine. Care. It's fine. It's, I, Keanu Reeves really gets a pass with a lot of his acting, his dialogue choices. Like, it's, it's very robotic. I, yeah. Well, okay. Trinity, please come back. Okay. It's very, but he kind of talks like that. And I just watched John Wick recently, and he talks like that in that too. He's very like, I think he's just like the last actor alive who hasn't sexually assaulted someone. So we're like, oh, he's a you're great, great guy. And he's beloved. He's so beloved that he can literally do whatever he wants as an actor. And we're like, but we love him. But also, he's cute. He's cute. And he's, and he's ageless. Ageless man. Do you ever see that theory that he's like a time traveler because there's like an old photo of like a man that looks exactly like him, like an old oil painting? Really? Yeah, you can look this up later. Hmm. But he's uh, he's quite ageless, that man. By the way, it is Chappy Hour, and we haven't even talked about what we're chatting. Haven't even talked about it. This is our first drink for a few days because we took a few days off because obviously the holidays were a hot mess express. And I will say this. The holidays, we did not go anywhere. We canceled all of our plans, but we drank wine and fun things at home. Yeah. So yeah, today was actually beautiful in LA and it, it, it felt like summer. It was like 22 degrees Celsius. Yeah. So like what? High seventies. Sure. Low eighties. Fahrenheit. I know we say it every time, but we're like, fuck it. And we got so much done today. So we went to like a little patio, had a glass of wine. It felt really nice. Cause I'm like, I haven't gone out anywhere in yeah. so long. And, but for right now for chappy hour, that's the thing. I, taking a few days off drinking and then drinking again, you're like, what am I? What is this, my first drink of life? What is this, life? spring break 1996 and I'm 17 years old? But like, we, we've been professional drinkers for the past at least 20 years. Absolutely. And and now two days off and we're like, woo, a glass of wine. What, I'm the queen. I will, yeah, I will say, I, I told you this, we were walking the dog the other day and I'm like, the second day of not drinking, I have such a burst of energy and euphoria in my body that's kind of concerning but also scary. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's uh, I, I, all my everything's kind of like leveling out after the second day. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have to drink less. But right yeah. now, right we now are we're drinking. drinking again. It's um, we're having a. I mean, it sounds really intense. It's it's a Murphy Good wine that they gave you. It's a yeah. 2014 Petit Verdot, and I was reading the back of the bottle, and apparently Petit Verdot, it's I guess it's a grape varietal. Yeah, that's usually added to other wines to um, kind of enhance the tannins, but this one's all Petit Verdot. Yes, and they're like, I don't know, we took a gamble on this one, but we think it's really good, and it's very. It's very bold. I feel like this is something you pair with like a rich steak or something. Yeah. Because it has hints of like blueberry jam. It's very, it's very, I know we say everything's jammy, but it's like. It's thick. Cherry and thick. And it's a lot. Like I feel like I'm talking right now and my tongue is just this purple serpent. Yeah. It's like something a Viking would drink out of a horn. Yeah. Like with a mead, like, and, and also like a ham on the bone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a meaty bone, and then he just got back from battle, and he's like, give me some Petit Verdot. Give me the fucking Petit Verdot. Give me a thick wine. If you went to a restaurant and said, give me a thick wine, give me the thickest wine you got, it might be this one. It might be this one. 
But that's not a bad thing. If it's you're not a bad Murphy thing. Good, I mean, they gave us this for free. No, nice. it's nice. It's just like a fucking punch in the face for someone. I often like, I'm like, oh, I like a lighter red because it's yeah. like a good, you know, easy drinking without food type of wine. That's why I always find it odd that Pinot Noir is a light wine. Because I feel like it should be darker and thicker. Because it says noir. Noir. It should be thick and mysterious. Right. But it is often lighter. Would you describe me as thick and mysterious? No. What What if I gained a bunch of weight and then stopped telling you a lot of things? I would just call you fucking (laughs) fat and weird. (laughs) Fat and annoying. (laughs) Not thick and mysterious? Um. Hmm. It would take it's a lot interesting. of work. Um, <laughs> it would take a lot of work. <laughs> it's interesting because, so this is 2014, and in some ways I'm like, oh, that was just like two years ago. And I'm like, oh, that's... Almost 10. This is an eight-year-old wine. We're two years away from it being... Yeah. And that's, then, oh, sorry. Let's like, be, I, I like thought about 2010 recently. I'm like, God, that was 12 years ago. I know. Even the 2000s. Remember when the millennium kicked in? Well, that's that's why it's, I'm talking about like wine and aging and whatever, because I used to think I'm like, oh, the longer you let wine sit, the better it gets. But that is not true. If only if it's like certain vintages yeah. and like a certain quality of wine, does it get better with age? But most wines that you'd buy at the grocery store, not the grocery store. Or, yeah, the grocery store or the grocery store in the United States. Yeah. Or actually the, parts of Canada, the liquor store, whatever um, over the counter. Shall you say? Yeah, at the pharmacy. Whatever wines you get at the pharmacy. You're supposed to drink within two to three years. Unless they're vintages, unless they're stored correctly at the right temperature, then they can kind of get better. Because, so my parents have been hoarding a bunch of, like, they're all, oh, this nice wine, whatever, this nice wine, I don't want to drink this. And I'm looking at some of this, I'm like, this this wine has probably turned. Yeah. So finally... This past trip, I was like, let's open some of these. And guess what? A lot of them tasted like absolute garbage. And there was one bottle of Vive Clicquot, the champagne from 2002. And I remember we were about to open this and you're like, that's 10 years old. I'm like, Matt. (laughs) Listen. 2002 was 20 years ago. And you're like, but but I I get it though. No, but in my mind, I'm like, at first I was like, yeah, you're right. 10 years old. That's crazy. I'm like, oh my God, 20 years. 20 years ago. And when we opened it, it didn't even go... Not even a a hiss, not a pop, nothing, which is the most concerning sound for a bubbly champagne. However, it still had bubbles in it, and it still tasted fine. It tasted fine. It... There's a few things... What was the oldest one we opened? Was it 1980 or something? No, we found one from 1980 that allegedly is a quite expensive bottle if it's been stored properly, but yeah. it clearly hasn't. We opened a couple of really old ones and they had like an ice winey, vinegary taste to them. It like Well, they get darker in color. They get this straw kind of color. Yeah. It was a neat it's- experiment because I've never experienced uh, opening bad wine, I guess. I guess or good wine that went bad. In a way, like it was, it was very weird. I guess it's a testament to if you have like, don't wait to enjoy nice things. It's always like, I'm saving this until it's like the exact right time. Yeah. So enjoy things while you have it. Or if you want to save it till the exact right time, take care of these things. Take care of it. Put it in a, in a cool wet sack, as they'd say on the Simpsons. Sure. Um, I've always Dig been curious. Have you been curious about this? Because they say in prisons, uh, they make toilet wine. Yeah. What does that taste like, you think? It's got to be, does it taste, it must taste somewhat like wine. Absolutely not. But it, <laughs> I, I got to look more into this. I think it's just fermented scraps. And is it for, made in the back of the toilet? Like, I, I have to look this up, actually. Should we make toilet wine? If things get real locked down, if Omicron takes over... I Should think like literally like wine? robot overlords would have to take over and lock us in our house for like a year for us to make toilet wine. Yeah, I'm curious where I'd, I'd, I'm pretty close to toilet wine actually. And then, look, we'll look up toilet wine and then we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, because I, I know I am. I am curious about this I'm toilet quite curious. wine. Because, uh, um, oh my god, Tom, yeah, mentioned it on Succession when he was go- yes. maybe going to go to prison there, and he talked about making toilet wine, and I'm like, yeah. It's very interesting. I'd love to 
Let's try toilet wine someday. So, uh, listeners, if you're making toilet wine these days, send us over a case. Um, regardless, this is Chappy Hour. That was uh, we're drinking a fine wine, and uh, we just got back from holidays. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we mentioned previously, it was a raucous time. We changed plans on the fly. Um, and should we get into, let's say, a warm and fuzzy, perhaps? Yeah, I would love a warm and fuzzy. I think that's nice. So we recorded our last episode. When was this? Like right before the new year? I think so. Yeah. I don't really remember. I guess my warm and fuzzy. I mean, it was just family time in general. Yep. Um, spent. I, I feel like I really bonded with your your mom and sister this trip. Yes. Yes, you did. Which is really nice. You're a real superstar with my family, I'd say. Yeah. And and it was just. It was nice being in your home, which has been like the farmhouse that's been like recently renovated and spending time with all the animals, even though Shangela was going ape at the dogs and like an overall, sorry, cats. Yes. An overall warm and fuzzy, just like a general warm and fuzzy was, yeah, just like all the nice family time that we had, even though it was not perfect. And with my sister and her partner, like. On Christmas Eve, we just played these... What was that stupid game we played? Oh, it was like, you don't know Jack. You don't know Jack. Yeah, and we just fun. We just played it all night. It was just so fun. And just Shangela, our little beast of a dog, just actually like really loving our parents eventually yeah. after, you know, trying to bite them. Yep. It was just... Nipped it uh, like your dad, Ed, possibly. Literally, you, like... Have the, yet to confirm Within that. the first 10 minutes of meeting my dad, nipped out his ankle and his hand. But then after, like, kissing... Like, literally jumping into bed with him and yeah. giving him kisses. Well, I had lost sleep about bringing the dog on this trip because I was, like, picturing worst-case scenario. I was like, we're going to take her on the plane. She's going to shit and piss everywhere. She's going to bite the pilot. The plane's going to crash. <laughs> Everything's going to go bad. She's going to hate... Our families. I like, did picture that of, of her getting out of her carrier and then like literally running through in the plane crashing because of her. Yeah, literally running in the <laughs> cockpit and then grabbing and then putting the little pilot hat on and going, <laughs> and then all of a sudden crashing the plane, oh. crashing this plane like Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, oh, is she humming at something? What's she huffing at? Oh, there's a helicopter. Uh, she hears outside. a helicopter, so <laughs> she's humming. Um. Yeah. So that was a very big surprise. She was, she was, uh, I would say eighty percent, twenty percent disaster, eighty percent an absolute dream. Yes. All things considered, I'm shocked how good she was. Yes. For a dog that literally lived on the street at one point, and who's only been with us for four months, it hasn't been that long. Well, I keep thinking, I'm like, oh, I've had this dog for years. I've, I know this dog. We've went to the World's Fair 1972 together, and she loved my sister's dog Neil, who's this like old ass blue healer, like yeah, this little spotted fucking. Guy. He's not little at all. She's good with dogs. She knows how to like, uh, you know, she's likes to get in there. It was um, really sweet. But yeah, sweet. that's, I guess, I don't want to take too much time with the warm and fuzzy, but it was just, yeah, just seeing how excited my parents were with the dog and like how Shangela would just sit on my mom's lap and like lick her face. And I want my parents to get a dog so badly. Like, I just want they them to should. get a little Pomeranian or something cute. I know I hate being that guy now because I remember hearing it for years of friends getting dogs being like, you have to get a dog, get a dog. It'll change your life. You'll love it. And, and we're like, it's not the right time. It's not right. Yeah. It's never the right time. And then you finally do it and then it's finally great. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, people with kids say the same thing, but right. I'm not there yet. I'm still a swinging bachelor. I can't have kids now. You swinging <laughs> bachelor i'm out there baby i'm out there too ho no ho no yes no ho north hollywood i'm no ho um, my warm and fuzzy <laughs> is uh, you know similar stuff it was a lot of the family things it was uh the well here's the thing it, our trip originally was supposed to be toronto peterborough ottawa mm-hmm. in canada because we're going to do shows, we're going to see friends, blah, blah, blah. All of that got canceled and just became Peterborough and Ottawa, just family. Yeah. And 
at first I'm like, oh shit, we can't see our friends. We can't do shows. But it was kind of nice because it's like there were no distractions and we were forced to just be with our families. And it was lovely. It was, it was lovely. actually very nice. It was very, very <laughs> nice. Uh, just You're just like, I can't go anywhere. I shan't go anywhere. So I just have to, uh, uh, you know, uh, bond more with my family and whatnot. And I had some great conversations with my mom and my dad and uh, sisters and everyone was there and getting to see the animals. And there was a big pregnant dog. Oh, yeah. Pregnant golden retriever. House. Which was, you know, just feeling a giant golden retriever's belly. With Who the at the time puppies. we thought was going to give birth while we Any were there. Second. Which I was like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is like how Jesus came to be. So, yeah. If you sneeze too hard, the dog might give birth. But um, it was very lovely. And then, yeah. And then going from that family time to your family time was also so lovely. In this fucking crazy, like I said, the craziest holiday season I've ever experienced yeah. in that. Somehow none of us got sick no. where everyone was getting sick. But I guess because we, you know, we had to get tested to get on the plane. We're all vaccinated and everybody has to get tested to get on the plane. And after the plane, like it's not, we didn't, we literally didn't go anywhere. We're vaccinated. We're boosted. We wore masks everywhere. We didn't see anybody yeah. indoors at any time. That's what I, what, why I'm thinking. I'm like somebody flying to Canada is actually seems kind of safer than somebody just like driving within Canada. Like yeah. we, we were forced to get a strict PCR test and get tested and tested again and making sure everything's safe. Whereas like if I was in Toronto or something, it's like I probably would get a rapid test and then zip zap all over the place. Like it's... Um, well, that's the thing. And, and Omicron, you know, does what it wants. But no, it was very nice being home and also, but also having a timeline which is what kind of changed things because before when we were in Ottawa as, as nice as it was to like hang out with family, you're like, well, when does this end? What is my life? What yeah. is happening? But it's like, okay, well now we're home for two weeks. You have a finite amount of time to like, you know, yeah. see whoever. I did have very slight like PTSD being at your parents' place. Like, first of all, I love your parents. I love your parents' place. They're, they're the best. But it's like being back there, it hit me. And I didn't expect this where I'm just like, this is where it all began, mm -hmm. where everything fell apart uh, at the beginning of the pandemic where we were, yeah. we were there and we didn't, everything was so uncertain and it all like rushed back to me and I had such anxiety being back there. It was so weird. No, I get it. Especially because when we left, we're like, oh, it's still kind of weird. And then everything kind of got better again. And then we came back and we're like, it's Everything's bad weird. Again. Yeah, I'm like back in Ottawa and I still can't go anywhere. Or I feel like we mentioned this in our recap, but yeah. we were probably pretty tuned up. It's possible. Oh, but Either is, way. It, is it time for a cold and stabby? Or that was stupid. That we was stupid. Cold and I, I know. I always I always want to say cold and stabby. Cold and stabby is too intense. I know. What is it? it really a cold is. knife? No one wants a cold knife. Well, that was stupid. Well, that was stupid. <laughs> Well, well, that, that was, was stupid. stupid. Oh. Well, do you have a stupid thing that uh, you want to talk about? I will give you something that's stupid. Wow. And I, I will try to abridge this because I I know I run long with my long-winded stories. I get that from my dad. Who tells the longest stories? stories? Yeah, okay. see, I, I, I'm making a point here. My cold and stabby is with... And I know I can't be too cold and stabby because it is... Uh, sorry. Well, that was stupid. Fuck. With the, the, the there's no direct flights from Ottawa to LA. Nothing. And it yeah. upsets me so much because it's our nation's capital. We don't live in the fucking middle of nowhere. It's the capital of Canada and there's no direct flights. Fine. And your only options are pretty much Air Canada yeah. and Air Canada. I know people are like it's a pandemic. There's not as much, many workers. Fine. Pre pandemic Air Canada was always not good. Yeah. I'm sorry. And the flight back, especially with a dog, by the way, a direct flight from like Toronto to LA is what, four and a half, maybe five hours? Yeah. Our entire flight back with our, the layover in Toronto from Ottawa to LA, I, I want to say every, everything included was 13 plus hours. Yeah, because there was like weird random delays and... Like it was, nobody, and it was one of those things that's like, well, nobody's working because of COVID. I'm like, 
No, there was four people checking people in, and then all of a sudden, three of them just disappeared. And there was, I'm not kidding, a lineup of 60 people. Yeah. And just from the beginning, it was absolutely insane. We had to, like, once we landed in Toronto and we're like, okay, well, we have like, this long layover because they delayed our flights. So let's, you know, go through customs or whatever. We waited two hours in this weird purgatory area of the airport. Yeah. For a room I've never been in. I've been to Toronto's Pearson Airport dozens of times. Dozens. And I finally was guided to a new room. I felt like I was in like Logan's Run or some sort of like futuristic, uh, like dystopian. It was like this weird, there was a big screen with a bunch of initials on it. They're like, wait for your initials before you, I'm like, is this a joke? Am I in the Hunger Games? Like, It was crazy. And it was like, you. it was a room where they were like, we have to wait until your bag your checked in bag gets approved or confirmed before you can clearance, go, clearance before you can go in the next room. But I remember going in the room and be like, okay, this will probably take a second. And then you look around and there's vending machines and then bathrooms. And you're like, Oh no, we're going to be here a while. Why would they put vending machines and bathrooms? And, in this and people place? are like literally like laying down on the floor. And finally I ask someone, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just wondering what's going on. Blah, blah. Cause we have a dog. She's like, Oh yeah. She's like, some people have been waiting here for two hours. I'm yeah. like, what Yo, she's like you put some paper down for your dog so luckily we had these pee pads and i put the pee pad out and then the dog literally shits right next to it like the biggest shit right on the carpet i'm like yeah. oh good but it was a clean shit yes and also that also is a testament to not just laying around on airport floors willy-nilly yeah because this dog it shit <laughs> and it cleaned up real good but still there was and shit then I, there. and i had like sanitizing wipes i sanitized yeah. it, and then she peed on the pee pad it was fine and then we just like but luckily we had packed like cheese sandwiches we crammed these cheese sandwiches in our gullet yeah. and then like after that we finally like we were there for two we were there for two hours we in this weird hours. like purgatory area yeah. which no bar no restaurant just a sad vending machine. put a bar there if it's listen if you're doing vending machines and bathroom have one bartender. Have, have like something. Yeah, have like a deep fryer. Hook a French fry have on my face. Have a beer fridge. And then we get through and finally we go to like Lynn Crawford's fucking restaurant. We get a poutine and a beer. Good stuff. And we're sitting like, I guess on the patio of the restaurant. because yeah, still indoors, it's still but indoors, outdoors. But we're like, we want to be far away from people. And then there's this ugly fucking family <laughs> who's watching a, like uh, a, like a, a twisted sister music videos. We're not going to take it. Like, We're not going to take and it's, it. First of all, it's like an extended music and it's at full fucking full blast. blast. It looked like a, an old rocker dad being like, Hey, you kids don't know what music is. This was music. Well, when then I pardon was me, I'm like, kid. was this guy in twisted sister? Like I, I could couldn't give a tell. Shit. I wanted to gouge his eyes out with the, my pinky he, fingers. And I'm not talking like, like, like the entire restaurant was looking blasting. And then the fucking shoeshine guy is packing up who's like next to us. Outside. No, he wasn't packing up. He was the shoeshine guy was across from us and he was setting up. Oh, he was setting but up. He started cleaning his shoe shining thing with what smelled like a bunch of shoe shining. Yeah. It's like polish. It smelled it's, like turpentine. It smelled like like pure hell and I looked over and he was like scrubbing the chair and everything and I think he was polishing it with the shoe stuff because it was so strong it (laughs) stunk and I'm like I'm like tasting it as I'm sipping my beer and I'm so tired like we've at this point we've only flown from Ottawa to Toronto and it's already been like seven hours and Shangela our dog is in a bag next to us just just like what is and it's like we're not gonna take it so we're like we are not gonna take it so we sat further back back in the restaurant and then some server told the other guy to be quiet and he dismissed her which was annoying and then we're sitting in the back of the restaurant and it sucks and then all of a sudden a fucking little john song comes on this oh is chef if you don't know who chef lynn crawford is she's on the food network she's she she's just like a, a very like wholesome like uh, middle-aged woman chef yeah and, and you would There's never a fantastic restaurant in toronto what, what was it called again ruby watchco ruby watchco which was one of the best meal, meals i've ever had in my entire life no Super she's a, fancy, she's amazing very nice very like farm to table but anyway like that fucking little john song that's like snap your fingers do you stand up you could do it all, all by, by yourself. yourself let me hear you say oh and that's like blasting in this lynn crawford like nice restaurant it's uh so it we was, didn't fucking chug our beers. We're like, fine. And then at this point, they've delayed our flight twice. Like it was supposed to be at 440. And then it was supposed to be at 630. And then they're like, okay, now it's going to be at seven. 
So we finally got on the plane. And the plane doesn't take off until 7.45. Yeah. Long story short, we drank three wines each and a beer on the plane. And um, our friend Steph Tolev picked us up, which is really nice. And we got home. Picked us up from the airport. Yeah, picked us up from the airport. This is my first experience of... A friend. A friend picking you up from the airport. I've heard of this. That was an old Seinfeld bit on Seinfeld. I remember... Watching that as a kid, being like, I'm not picking them up at the airport. Oh, I'm picking up at the airport now. Like, that's the biggest thing you could do for a person. And it's she actually, did it for us. And, and it's because of this dog. She's like, if it wasn't for your dog, you'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> but because of COVID, because of the dog, because of the day we'd had, like, thank God, because that would have added another at least hour, hour onto our least. trip. Yeah, which we could not oh, handle God. at that point. So, anyway, it, it was the fucking stupidest. Stupidest day. Day. And also, let me let me leapfrog on your stupid thing. I never noticed in airports the lack of pet relief areas mm-hmm. before until you have to seek them out. Like there's a nice one in LAX, kind of nice. It's outdoors, it's yeah. a little patio. Um, we saw one in Pearson in Toronto, and it was like indoors and there was a fake hydrant there and there was piss everywhere it was like this fake planet it was kind of boxed off yeah and it was w- just a piece of floor that dogs could piss on the one in pearson was like in the middle of everywhere first of all and there i felt bad there was a woman setting up like a kiosk where they she sells like usb like cords or whatever stand. and yeah. i was like oh how sad for you that you have to be across from this yeah and the one in ottawa at that airport, literally look like where you would like drag someone to like interrogate them to be like, what bomb did you bring on the plane? Yeah, <laughs> it literally was like TSA agents like meet and greet and it, then dog pissing area. It was all very stupid. I cannot tell you how happy I was to finally be home and how much I do not want to fucking get on a pl- or yeah. just take a connecting flight. Fuck your connecting flight through international stuff. Also, but no, also traveling right now, I've had, I've talked to a lot of people because they're like, like made an Instagram story about how, what a nightmare our travel was. And everyone's like, oh, what happened? Like, was it the COVID testing? I'm like, actually the COVID testing was the simplest part. Yeah. We got it pretty easily. It was just, it's just the lack of staff, I think is the biggest thing. Everywhere we went, they were like, oh, there's not enough people working. And like, I get it because everyone's fucking sick and no one's getting paid enough. And yeah. it's just fucking dumb. It's a very dumb time to be around. It is. It it is a stupid time, and I yeah. and that's why it's like yeah yeah. Everybody we we weren't like rude to anybody, of course. And and I I messaged Air Canada being like about some problem. They're like yeah, we're gonna work on it as fast as we can. And I was like, and the guy's name was Terry. I'm like, listen, Terry, <laughs> I really appreciate you in these times, like especially through all of this. Like I can't imagine. Stay safe, blah blah. No response. No um, response. <laughs> Should I, I learn how to fly it. a plane so we can skip all this entirely? Maybe. Hmm. Can mm. you imagine? We could be like, okay, do you want to go back to Canada? Let's just go to the airport and get on my plane. Ooh, that'd be nice. Well, if we could just freaking teleport already. Teleporting would be great, but I read some scary stories about what teleporting could be, and it's uh, turned me off from it. The one story I, I tried to give you this oh, book, it's God. called, um, oh my God, what the fuck's it called? I forget it completely. Teleport. Teleporting for dummies. Oh my God, I forgot it. But either way, the teleporting turns out to be like a cloning thing. So it's like, yeah, they teleport you to one area, but they kill off- It's just off, a clone of you. They kill off the you here and then clone you over here. Oh. So it's not really a teleport. It's a kill and clone thing. Oh God, what book is that? Um, Punch Escrow is what it's called. That's right. Because then the whole story is uh, one guy survives this part, but then gets cloned over here. And now there's two of them. And he has oh. to figure out why. Anyway, it's a fun. I think they're making it into a movie, actually. I'd watch that. So, listener, if you want a hot sci-fi book to read this holiday season, Punch Has Girl could be the I one. I seriously feel like ev- that's another reason um, I'm getting totally sidetracked right now. As much as I'm like, I'm going to write. Uh, I'm writing a screenplay. I'm going to write a movie. I'm going to yeah. whatever. It's like every movie now is like based on this book. Every show is yeah. based on this book. That's why I think I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, does it make more sense to write a script or to write a book? You know what I mean? I know, but how many fucking idiots have written a book and nothing's ever come of it? You know well, what I mean? Yeah, but 
I feel like I, I, I don't know. I, I think I would rather write a book than a script. Script okay, writing, I just, I just can't, I can't get into it. I'd rather write why. a script than a book. Well, then we're two different people. And Fine. That's, that's uh, on the count of three, we'll start, and uh, whoever finishes first <laughs> gets a million dollars. One, two, three. <laughs> go. Here we go. <laughs> I've written down some ideas for books. Wait, let me let me see if I can find them right now. We can talk about that for a second. Book ideas. Is you, it about your, also, do your you wife's Also, do you use your, your note app? Butt. What? Your note app on your computer? I, I was on your computer today. And I, I, I used your note app and there was no notes. I don't use it on my computer. I use it on my all. telephone. Oh, okay. Um, no, on my computer, I just write things down. Oh, here's a book idea I wrote down. Sci-fi book idea. So there's, it's a world. Are, with, do you really want to tell the people this? Because what if yes. they steal it? No, 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 they're fine. Um, so it's a world where there's no entertainment. There's no television. So people go to work and they come home and then they just put themselves in suspended animation and then that's that's how they live. What is suspended animation? Like where, like um, you know, like the Matrix when they were in the goo. Yeah. So it's like there's no entertainment at all. So you just have to come home, put yourself in goo until you go back to work. And then, then some sort of conflict happens. Wait, what happens in the goo? Nothing. Here's a second book idea. Wait, so the book idea is just have nothing happens ever. But then it's <laughs> I, I assume it's somehow they. They, they bring back entertainment because they're like, yeah, why are we in this goo? Can we have something else? Well, you don't have to... You could read a book. Is, is, is a book entertainment in this scenario or a puzzle? Well, it's kind of like 1984 where it's like they're trying to control you like a big brother type thing. Right. So, you know so I mean? this book is about North Korea. It's about North Korea. It's called Kim Jong-un, <laughs> A Story <laughs> Untold. Um, here's another one. This is the last one I'll talk about. It's uh, What If the Moon Was Close... <laughs> do you know what I mean and we touched it like literally you could drive to it like right now you have to like take it's a... like oh, I'm gonna drive to Runyon and go for a hike like yeah I would just I'm just gonna go crawl all over the moon I'm just gonna go to the moon like if you're like oh I'm going to the moon it's like going to like Hawaii or something and there's like resorts and shit on not it. even like going to Hawaii like yeah resorts but you could literally drive to it it's like two hours you can it's so fucking close you can see it all the time Okay, and then what hap- What's the catch? I don't know. There's some sort of story uh, comes out of that. <laughs> that's I, that's most of my book ideas are like. Uh, oh yeah, this one just says social media stars on a space station. I think I told you about that one. Um, yeah. Anyway, book ideas from Matt O'Brien. Uh, please don't steal them. This is a segment called "Please Don't Steal This." I, I think the moon one has legs. The moon is close. The moon is close, and yeah. maybe. That's the twist. The moon has legs and then it runs away and it's no longer close. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if we're going to be writing partners, if we're going to write that one together or separate. Probably separate. Listen, the moon has legs is hilarious. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. At the end? All of a sudden, well, here's here's how the book starts. <laughs> is You're like, oh, it's a full moon tonight. And you go to look at the full moon. There's no moon. You're like, where the hell's the moon? And it's just running across the sky. <laughs> oh my God, the moon has legs. If planets had legs, we'd all be fucked. Yeah. They'd be all over. I mean, there is, they can't run on anything if you're talking about gravity and stuff like okay, that. Okay, fine. They'll have wings. Okay. Well, still, there's no atmosphere up there where they wouldn't be able to flap their wings. Oh. Um, if you want to get technical with it. Um, listen. What were we talking about? We did that was stupid. Oh, I didn't get to do my that was stupid. I thought you were just piggybacking off. Of I was that piggybacking. Was but do you have a that was stupid? I do, and it happened today. <gasps> well, here's the thing. Uh oh. So there's a video game called It Takes Two. It takes two, Ooh, baby. baby. Wait, Appar- is that their theme song? I think so. I, I, don't, I think, I think they, it is actually. I think they did copyright it. Um. Either way, it's a, a video game where you play it with another person or your partner or your wife or husband. It's a two-player PlayStation game. And I was like, maybe me and Julia should play this. I think it's, it's got a lot of awards. It's very good. So I ordered another controller for my PlayStation 5. No big deal. I got a PlayStation 5. And came in, <laughs> came in the mail today. And I was like very excited. I was like, we're going to have video game, tonight, game, video game night tonight. We're going to play video games finally. Julia's not a big video game person. I mean, I, I used to enjoy Super Nintendo back in the day. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Genesis. 
Um, but she hasn't gotten into the new stuff. So I was like, I need to get her into the new stuff. I get this Amazon package and open it up. And this controller, it's, it's first of all, it's dirty. The box is ripped open. It it's looks like it's apart. covered in mustard. It looks like it's covered in mustard. It looks like it was ripped open by a bunch of hamsters. It's disgusting. I open the box. I get the controller out. The controller's covered in dirt and stains. I ordered this new. It was insane. Very bad. Very stupid. And then I now, so now I have to return this, which I always feel stupid. I getting angry at this stuff because it's like video game fun fun things. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I'm an adult person, and uh, you didn't make my toy right. Like I hate doing that, but it's still very stupid. And Amazon's a big enough company where you know you like to think this wouldn't happen, but the poor people in the warehouse is probably, uh, you know, it's not their fault. I, I know that's what it all comes down to. I'm like, I'm mad, but also, ooh, everybody's working hard and it sucks. And but at the end of the day, like, you you still should get what you pay for, which is not a soiled controller. A soiled, literally soiled. So it's not that I'm angry. I'm disappointed. And it's I just think stupid. It's, stupid. it's just damn stupid. Um, regardless, that's my segment. And I think that's our episode, if we're being honest. That is our episode. And just very quickly, uh, I don't know. This I, isn't I, very quick at all. No, but just, I was just... It is 2022. It's a new year. And we're all like, I feel like every year it's like, it's going to be different. What are your resolutions? What's this? And just my memories came up on Facebook of like all the years past. And it's like every status from like early January is like, Julia's trying to be productive or being like 2018 was a really tough year or 2000. I'm like, it literally (laughs) never fucking changes. Like it does change. You do progress, but it's like different shit. Great shit, good shit, bad shit. And pandemic or not, there's always going to be struggles. So what I'm saying is... Take a day to day? Take a fucking day to day. And yeah. like, and and I guess like, not manage your expectations, but yeah, do that. And and it, don't be so hard on yourself and being like, I'm... Because so many people go so fucking... I've talked to so many friends being like, I feel sad and I feel this. And I, I, I know it's the beginning of January and I should be doing this, that, and the other. I'm like realize what the fuck has happened over the past two years yeah cut yourself with some fucking slack just you've made it this far just keep going and don't don't put some so much pressure on yourself to have to do x y and z or z i think i've said this before in past podcasts but if you feel like doing nothing especially right now fucking do nothing don't feel bad about doing nothing it can wait you were allowed, you need a break. And I'm also saying this to myself because I am a workaholic psychopath who feels like he has to do everything all the time and uh, find the time to literally do nothing for a little bit. And be okay with, don't feel guilty about doing nothing because like sometimes I'll do nothing. I'm like, I'm doing nothing, but I should be doing something. I'm like, well now I'm just wasting this nothing time and I'm not fully enjoying it or relaxing because I'm, there's this underlying guilt, just yeah. like um, surrender yourself, surrender yourself to yourself. And also <laughs> RIP Betty white. Wow. At the end, you're gonna drop just, that? spoiler alert. If you didn't know what happened, I'm actually devastated. And like, it's, it's one of those things where obviously everybody loves Betty white, but yeah. like, in the past two years, especially, I feel like we really like got to know her through Golden Girls, and and we literally we literally started watching Golden Girls. Yeah, in the last two years. I mean, yeah. I was I I watched it in college, but like rewatching it because of this pandemic, and and then doing my recreations, my like modern day Golden Girls. I was just like, yeah. I just, and that was like a, a one hope of like, as long as Betty White's alive, we're all okay. Yeah, but she lived a full life. Of That's course, she, she did. She lived like I watched so many things about her and read about her. I'm like, God damn it. If I could have a 1% of the life she lived, God damn. And you have, we've all lived nice lives. And just because your life is not the same as Betty white doesn't mean it's not good, but also we love you, Betty white. We love all the golden girls and, um, we We love love our listeners. We love our, we love our, um, our one ruse. One ruse. 
Let's make the t-shirts. Oh, this is the year we make merch. We're going to make merch, baby. Oh, my God, babies. We got to make merch. Yeah, I don't want a t-shirt with that says Wanneroo on it. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll make something. Is this what you want? Is this what you want? And it's just a replica of my huge tits. Or Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> or Chappie's tits. Or Chappie with tits. And then is this what you want? Chappie with tits and is this what you want? It's pretty hilarious. That's pretty funny. Chappie's, with Chappie will sue us. Not the actual robot, but the man who created the robot. Yeah. Robot. We could figure something out. Um, Matt, where can they find you? They can find me on uh, Twitter, Matt underscore O'Brien, and uh, and then figure it out from there. You can find me at Julia Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find our podcast at ITWYW podcast on Twitter or at Is This What You Want podcast on Instagram. Yes. Uh, and thank you for listening, everyone. Shout out to all of our power listeners Chris, Chris Bush. Bush. Christina Walkinshaw, Brian Hunter, possibly listening, Rachel O'Brien, my sister, Taylor, Um, anyone else that wants a shout out, just fucking tell us. And thank you again for tuning back in and be safe out there and be sane. (laughs) And give yourself a break. It feels crazy telling somebody to be sane. Just be sane. Don't be fucking crazy, man. Don't be crazy out there, man. Just be cool, dude. Um, we're going to be back next week and every week after that. And, uh, we got tons of shit happening. So, uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? We love you. Good night and good luck. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you out there. Bye. Is this what you want with Matt and Julia? Is this what you want with Matt and Julia? Is this what you want?